Do you know the last five Psalms in the Bible begin with the same words? The last five Psalms, 145, 46, 47, 49, 50, it, they all begin with praise the Lord. And it's an admonition throughout the scripture that encourages us all the time to do exactly that, to live in praise to the Lord. This is what Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says. By him, by Jesus, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We ought to be doing that continuously. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And he said, in everything give thanks. Praise him all the time for everything. Not praise him because everything happens. But sometimes praise him in spite of the fact that it happened. And let the devil know you're going to keep on praising God anyway. In everything give thanks, he said. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice evermore. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So praising God is essential to our spiritual growth and our spiritual development. And praising God is prophetic. Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare it. The heavens proclaim it. The heavens preach it. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the rest of his creation, the firmament, shows his handiwork. The creation praises God. And we ought to be a part of that daily in the simple fact of our lives, thanking God and praising him and worshiping him every day. I'm going to give you the very meat of my message this morning, cutting through a lot of things and coming right to the very meat of this message. Jesus never rode on any animal that I have found record of in the scripture except the one time when he was making his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Every other time, as far as I know, he, he didn't ride a horse or a camel or a donkey anywhere he went. As far as I know, everywhere he went, he walked. Disciples walked with him, no indication of anything else. This one time, to fulfill prophecy, they got a donkey, brought it to him for him to sit on. And ride into Jerusalem. Now this was the work of the Holy Spirit. Declaring that this man riding this donkey is the Holy Son of God. So as he rode in, the Spirit moved upon people to worship him and praise him. They took off their cloaks and laid them down on the ground for him to ride the donkey over. They took palm fronds and laid them down there. And everything that they could find, shawls and parts of their clothing, they laid on the ground for him to ride that donkey over. And as he rode into Jerusalem, they shouted out, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were declaring their recognition that he was the son of God, the Christ of glory. And they were hoping and believing that he was going to become a king as he rode into Jerusalem. That was not God's plan. But they did praise him. And they continued to praise him until the Pharisees came up and said to Jesus and his disciples, stop these people from doing this. They are making a display, a horrendous display of error as they proclaim praise to this lowly man from Nazareth. This poor son of a carpenter. They're declaring, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We know better than that. This must stop. 
I'm so glad that they were wrong. It didn't stop. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I tell you, if these were to be silent, the very stones would cry out. If they stopped praising me, the stones would start praising me. You can't stop the praise that they're issuing forth to me. And so he rode on into Jerusalem. And you know the things that happened. He, he had the celebration of the supper just as we've done this morning. They went out not knowing where they were going. But he led them into a place called Gethsemane where he prayed in agony. Then he was arrested as he got up to leave. And Judas brought the betrayer, brought the people in to arrest him. He was taken to, a, to a, 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 an, an illegal trial and tried not even according to the laws of his time. And finally, through the, uh, through the surrender of Pilate, he was taken to Calvary, to Golgotha, to be crucified. And there they crucified him. All of his disciples now had left him. The scripture says they all fled from him. All of these men who said, if others desert you, I never will. They all left him, including the one who made that statement. None of them were there. They had slithered away into the silence of darkness, and they had stopped praising him. This one who is being honored and praised, acknowledged and exalted, as he rode into Jerusalem on the little donkey, was now hanging on a cross, and no one was saying, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. No one was saying, look upon the Holy Son of God. No one was saying, this is the expression of the Father, Hosanna to him who comes in the name of the Lord. No. They were walking about the cross, looking up at him and saying, if you're the Son of God, come down from the cross and prove that you are. If you're who you say you are, You can deliver yourself. Prove who you are. And Jesus didn't answer, nor did he perform what they were were crying out for. He just hung on the cross. And no one praised him at all. The praises of the lips of men had gone silent. The declarations of his glory that they had made just hours before was now quiet. And there was, as Jesus died on the cross, a great expression of the power and the manifestation of the presence of the Father. As Jesus was dying, suddenly, blackness covered the earth. It was dark for three hours. There was no moon or stars to bring any illumination. It was just solid blackness. And then other things began to happen. Read the 27th chapter of Matthew and see the great declarations of the glory and the power of God at the time that Jesus was dying on the cross. And here's what I want you to see. As Jesus was dying on the cross, there was a Roman centurion and Roman soldiers who had actually performed the work of the crucifixion. They had driven the nails. The centurion had overseen them as the officer and given them orders on what to do. And they're standing there now along with all the other people that are there gawking and gazing at the man hanging on the cross. They were not hearing anybody saying, this is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. This is the Lord of glory. This is the son of God. All was silent 
and quiet except for the groaning brought on by the agony of Jesus and the other two men who were hanging on either side of him on other crosses. But the soldiers looked upon it and they, they began to be amazed at what was happening. Everything went dark. They couldn't even see in front of them. It was just totally pitch black. And then the earth started to tremble. They, under their feet, they felt the shaking. As the darkness came to an end, the, the, the earth was quaking underneath them. They, they began to move about in astonishment and fear, trying to move away from that earthquake. And the Bible says that that earthquake as it happened, let me read it to you. Matthew chapter 27, verse 51, then verse 54. And behold, the curtain of the temple, we sang it this morning, was torn in two from the top to the bottom. Powerful truth, I can't touch on it today. And the earth shook, and the rocks were split. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, including the earthquake and the splitting of the rocks, when they saw that, they feared greatly, and they said, truly, this was the Son of God. His disciples weren't saying this is the Son of God. Peter, James, and John weren't saying this is the Son of God. None of those who had followed him for three and a half years were saying this is the Son of God. But here's a Roman soldier, a pagan, a heathen, who has just participated in nailing him to the cross. And the soldiers who were with him, the scripture says. And they stood there looking at amazement and they saw that earthquake and they saw those rocks split. And they cried out, truly, this was the Son of God. Jesus said, if everybody else grows quiet, if all other voices become silent, if all other lips are sealed, if no one cries glory to my name, the rocks will open up and they'll cry glory. So he split the rocks. And as he did, the Roman soldiers saw the witness of it all. And the unbelievers... The heathens, the pagans of Rome began to cry out and say, this was the Son of God. So the praises didn't come from his people, but he was praised anyway. And you can't stop Jesus from gaining the praises of this universe. This universe was created by him, for him, and it is held together. The scripture says it consists by him. It's held together by him. And this universe is here for the purpose of praising his name. The atheist may say, oh, look at the wonders of what has happened as all these things accidentally came about. The believer looks at it and says, look at the intricate plan of God and his magnificent creation. And all of this is made so that the earth and the universe and all of the creation can praise God. He'll gain praise if his people won't do it by the splitting of the rocks and by the works of nature. And the praise of the Lord Jesus Christ will come forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This was the breaking of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire started to crumble with the cries of one Roman officer and some of his men. As they said, this man who is dying here is the son of God. And so the empire, where the empire that said there is no God but Caesar, was moved by the hand of the one who is God. Communism says there's no God but the state. They've been proven wrong. Truly, 
communism has been defeated in everywhere but the United States. <laughs> Secularism says today, there is no God but the government. That's the message in the United States today. But the truth is, none of that's true. None of that, not the Roman Empire, not communism, not secularism, not radical Islam, not all the things that proclaim divinity, not all the false prophets, none of them are God. There is one true God, and that is the one who proclaims that he is the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is there's no God but our God. <laughs> there is no God but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There is no God but the God of Moses, David, and Solomon. There is no God but the God of Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. There is no God but the God of Peter, James, and John. There is no God but the God of Paul, Silas, and Barnabas. <laughs> there is no God but your God. There is no God but the God of Bobby and Tanya and Tyler. There is no God but the God of Mariano, David, and Sharon. There is no God but the God of Larry and Cheryl and Ernie. There is no God but our God, and our God is God. Hallelujah. He always has been. He always will be. He is now the God of glory and the real God of heaven. We praise him. We glorify him. We honor him because he is God. Hallelujah. The only one and he is God. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. I feel like I'm preaching no claim all over again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh. So that's my message about praise this morning. I finished it even earlier than I said I would. That's not the end of it, but... Well, I've got to give you one more part. <laughs> I'll give you one more part. Hallelujah. This wonderful God is really, really real God. Here's, here's, here's the answer. This is where the answer is going to come. This is where the final answer is going to come. Jesus humbled himself to the death on the cross and all the praises to his name faded away. Only the Roman soldier and Syrian cried out, he's the son of God. By the divine appointment, they recognized it and declared it. And all of his disciples were silent. But I'm going to tell you, friends, today, we're not going to be silent. We are not going to be silent. We're going to stand up against the secularism of this world and we're going to cry out, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're going to stand up against the opposition of this world and we're going to cry out, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're going to stand up and let the praise of God overflow from within us. And we're going to cry out, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're going to go on the job and walk into the job and we're going to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're going to go into the restaurants and we're going to walk around and sit down and find a place. And when we do, we're going to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Wherever we go, whatever we do, in the schools, in the colleges, on the campuses, in the churches, wherever he is denied, we're going to stand up and say, no, no, that isn't true. The truth is, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because God has also highly exalted him. Jesus, he has highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at that name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. Every knee, every knee shall bow. And every tongue, the cursing tongues, the blasphemous tongues. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you can only confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going I'm to give you just one little digression of something that I, just personal for me, I want to share with you, if that's okay. I want to do it anyway, if it's okay or not. <laughs> when Peter went to the household of Cornelius, you see it's not got anything to do with what I'm preaching. When Peter went to the household of Cornelius, and he went in to preach to them, the Bible says the Holy Spirit fell on them as he fell on the believers at the beginning. But this is what I like about it. It says that while he was yet speaking, while Peter was yet speaking, he didn't finish his sermon. While he was yet speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on him. And they began to speak in other tongues. And I think his sermon was over about that time because they must have all stood up and started praising God. Kind of like you did a few minutes ago. And I pray, I pray, I pray this regularly. I know this is not a sign of anything. But I believe me, honestly, I've never told you this before. But I do pray for this. I pray that one day I'll be up here preaching. And everybody in this place will get caught in the spirit of what the anointing is. And what the power of God is. And that you'll everyone stand to your feet. And you'll start saying, glory to God. And you'll hardly stay in your pew. And you'll just be standing there jumping up and down and praising God. Hallelujah. And I'll say, that's it, I'm through today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, it's 12.04. And so I'm glad I was able to finish no later than I usually do. And I hope I've given you something from God's Word that ministers to your heart. And allows you today to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit out of this place, praising God, giving God the glory, honoring God, magnifying the name of Jesus, his son, and going forth, letting it be known, we are the people of God. Hallelujah. We walk forth crying out his praise. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody stand with me, please.